Welcome to the Grid Girls Podcast. Y'all, we have a lot to talk about this week. We have a heckin' lot to talk about this week. Uh, welcome to episode 42 of The Grid Girls. Um, we're here with Alex and Catherine and Lisa this week. And let's talk, we're just gonna get right into it. So Fernando Alonso did a thing this week. <laughs> we get to see Fernando Alonso, noted sadness man Fernando Alonso, drive in the Indianapolis 500 in like a month. Yes. Professional sadness man has turned into professional gladness man. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> He's been so happy talking about going to Indianapolis. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. I can't wait to like... So he was super upset during the race today, which we will obviously get to later. Like He hopped on the radio and was yelling down at a whole bunch. But yeah, every time we've seen him talk about the, the 500, it's just been like... He's like sunshine and joy. And it's wonderful. <laughs> He's actually going to have a good car. <laughs> I know. A good yeah. Honda. Yes. It's so weird that the Hondas in IndyCar are actually like a thing to aspire to this year. Yeah. It's a big difference from last year. And I mean, even so. last year at the 500, I mean, it, well, yeah, Honda won it and they were really competitive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good, good, good choice, Fernando. Uh, there's, there's been a lot of, of reaction, shall we say. <laughs> to this happening yeah. um, including the usual F1 contingent going into how ovals are stupid and all you do is turn left and blah 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 which has been kind of annoying but kind of expected mm-hmm. um, there's been you know Bernie Ecclestone coming in and saying that yeah if, if he'd still been in power Alonzo wouldn't be going anywhere yeah surprise surprise uh, yeah I know um uh, there have been people assuming that he's going to come over and just destroy the field. <laughs> well, which... I mean, <clears throat> I can hope. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be okay with it. Obviously, he's going to do well. He's a, you know, a really good driver. But yeah. the assumption that he's just, you know, because F1 is so superior. That... Yeah, no. They're not stupid. used to races where they actually have parity. And you don't, like, know right. who's going to win going into a race. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about the Christian Horner thing a little bit, though, because it was kind of hilarious. Oh, yeah, that was really good. <laughs> I know. So Christian Horner came out and said, you know, if Alonzo drove for me, blah, 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 I wouldn't ever let him do that because, you know, that's craziness. Uh, and then the Honda CEO went on Twitter, and do you, do you remember his exact tweet? Oh, yeah, it was something like, uh, I think you already need a psychiatrist or something like that. Yeah, like, who needs a psychiatrist? And it was a photo of Christian Horner leaping into the Red Bull pool with no clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what a good, what a good, it's so amazing. So yeah, there's just been a lot, a lot happening around this. Um, I'm super pumped. Uh, I think that this might finally get a lot of people from F1 to, you know, watch the Indy 500. Um, kind of realize that ovals are not dumb and boring because it's, they're not, first of all. <laughs> yeah, it's like the problem that we have in the UK is that IndyCar is shown on BT Sport, which is not, a, you know, a channel that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to find ways of watching it. It's still not going to be like a hugely popular or easy to thing to see, which is unfortunate. I mean, obviously there are ways <laughs> that people can watch it if they want to but it's a shame yeah. that like you know normal channels aren't going to be able to show it yeah 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 that's that's kind of annoying i mean especially because like over here in the states they put monaco on like the basic nbc channel so it's not even like you don't even need cable to watch it you yeah just need, you know a tv with a tuner maybe mm-hmm. um but yeah that's kind of annoying um it'd be really cool if like bbc or some ridiculous popular channel would pick up the 500 just because of the f1 connection this year but yeah i don't think we'll see that which is unfortunate yeah. um 
we gotta obviously like we do the ask tgg mailbag every week um and luke smith you know we're, we're just gonna answer his right now because we're already talking about this but he wanted um he wanted to hear a repost to oval snobs saying alonzo's 500 entry is just turning left so let's yeah let's just go off let's just do the thing um yeah. Oval racing is the most exciting nonsense I've ever watched in my entire life. Like, first of all, Elizabeth and I, we've been over this on Twitter a load of times, but Elizabeth and I went to Pocono, like, two years ago. Um, we spent the entire first half of the race just, like, standing on our chairs, like, clinging to each other, because there were, like, 900 overtakes. I think there were, like, Eight lead changes within the first, like, 40 laps. It, it was nonsense. And you, from a lot of these tracks, you can see, you know, half up to the entire track from your seats, if you have decent seats. Uh, the second year at Pocono, where we were sitting, you could see the entire triangle, so that was cool. Um, it's just really fun overtaking. It's really, you know, a lot more exciting than people give it credit for. And even in terms of difficulty, people shit on it for being, oh, just turning left. But man, these mm -hmm. guys drive so close to each other, and there's so many overtakes that you've got to be really on top of your game, focus-wise, to not get angry and make dumb mistakes and take yourself out of the race, wind up causing problems or in somebody else's problems. So mm -hmm. it's just a different type of mental focus than I it think is, some yeah. of these F1 guys are used to. Right. Well, the other aspect of it, too, that I think a lot of people don't really think about is that, you know, the banking at every corner is slightly different. Uh, and the width going through the, the corners is slightly different. So, you know, at Pocono, you've got three corners that are literally like different angles, different sloping on the sides. Obviously, they're all very similar at Indy, but, you know, the line that you take through the corner, there's no one determined line. So you've got guys like, I believe it's Ryan Hunter Ray, who always loves to go low at Texas. Like, he'll always go through that low, like as close to the grass as possible. Um, I think Ed Carpenter likes to take the high line. Like, their specific drivers have very specific, like, preferences for how they like to take these corners, and there's no right or wrong way to do it. So, you know, it's really, it's just amazing to see, like, you know, the fucking gymnastics some of these guys <laughs> go through to get through some of these corners, you know, without an issue. So, I don't know. I think it's fascinating in such a different way from F1, uh, which isn't a bad thing. Um, I think it's something that you need to get used to. Um, it's definitely, I think it's a little easier to watch in person for sure. But yeah. especially at IMS, man, that's an yeah, awesome yeah, place yeah. to watch a race. Oh my goodness. I know it's, it's, it's incredible. Plus the noise, like obviously the twin turbo V sixes are slightly different from the, uh, the current F one engine, but just the sound of 33 cars just, like, going past you at, you know, over 200 miles an hour. Oh, there's, like, <laughs> nothing. I don't know. I just, I get shivers just thinking about it. Like, I just, I love it. I love it so much. And, uh, I don't know. I hope more people kind of figure it out. Yeah, I, I was definitely one of those people who, like, didn't give a shit about oval racing. But mm -hmm. then I was in, uh, what was that? Long Beach with the Formula E oh, yeah. race with you and Elizabeth. And you're like, we have to watch Phoenix. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, so I just, sure. <laughs> I just yeah. watched Phoenix with you guys. And I was like, holy fuck. And then, like, I went to the qualifying weekend for the Indy 500 with my uncle and his friends who are, like, diehard oval racing. Like, they don't give a crap about, like, circuit racing. And, like, <laughs> hearing them talk about it and, like, listening to people who are, like, super passionate about oval racing talk about it. It's like, okay, like, I get it now. Like, it's just something you have to experience and, like, give it a chance. And I think mm -hmm. more people mm. be super into it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think my one of my favorite things about some of the oval races on the calendar. Obviously, this isn't something we get at Indy, but uh, the sparks at places like Phoenix and Texas are just beautiful. Man, they are like Bahrain is cool, but so is Texas. Like it's <laughs> it's just it's just as good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's there's been a lot of fun, interesting reactions about this. It's sparked a lot of discussion about, you know, people who have done this in the past, you know, whether this what this, you know, means for his career in terms of like him being one of the all time greats. Uh, mm -hmm. a lot of the IndyCar drivers are super hyped about it. 
I think it'll be interesting to see how Alonzo does in the long race. It's longer than he's yeah. used to. The yeah. physical nature of it is a bit different. We're not saying mm-hmm. it's not really hard physically to drive the F1 cars, but just different forces. You don't have mm-hmm. the power steering. Oh yeah, should be that's interesting true. to see how it goes. Yeah, especially since he's been training specifically for F1, where you you have, you're mostly just neck. building leanness. <laughs> yeah, neck mm-hmm. and you know being lean otherwise because you do have power steering. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think he's gonna have to take what he can from those practice days because. The lack of power steering and, like, again, the fact that that race is so much longer than a race he's used to, uh, that right arm is going to start hurting. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I also um, think it's good, like, the big picture for F1 as well, because, like, it shows that, you know, as you said with Bernie saying that he'd have blocked it if he was still in charge, it's showing that, you know, these new owners are just, like, as well as McLaren, you know, thinking of the big picture, that yeah, they yeah, want... Yeah you know, their drivers to experiment and go into other series. And that's promising for like other drivers in the future. Cause it, I think it is nice to mix categories and, you know, the drivers must enjoy doing it as well. So I'd like to see more of that in the future, or at least the potential for it if people want to. Yeah, definitely. No, I love that. I think it's amazing that, you know, the more crossover we can get, the better. Yeah. Um, just because it does, it, it shows, you know, how versatile you are as a driver. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you can switch back and forth between the two categories. Yeah. Um, and I think it's good for all series involved, yeah. especially for a huge race like Indianapolis. It helps F1, it helps IndyCar. The same if you get drivers from other series like NASCAR or whatever joining the race. Yep. It's good or for like, everyone you know, involved. Brian Clausen being from dirt track racing, being in the Indy 500 was a big deal too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, totally. yeah, any, any sort of, any sort of crossover like that is just really, really good for everybody involved, I think. Um... It's also, it's really highlighted how much of a bubble F1 kind of has wrapped itself in all the reactions to this, too. Um, it's funny because, know. like, a lot of the reactions that you've pointed out, I haven't actually seen and I've just seen from, like, you with people saying, like, negative things about the 500. And a lot of the reactions that I've seen have been more, I don't know, understandable in a way that they're just commenting more on the risk that he's taking. Um, like yeah. someone asked Hulkenberg because I mean obviously he did Le Mans which didn't clash with anything when he did it so he didn't have to take mm-hmm. a race out to do both um, but they asked him if you know he understood why Fernando was doing it and if he'd do the same thing and his answer was basically yes I understand no I wouldn't do it because it is a huge risk that because it's so different that you know yes. it, he could have you know an accident that would then put him out for a lot of the season and he's missing the one race that McLaren do have a good chance of scoring points and from that perspective I can see people being like oh why is he doing this but from Fernando's point of view and from McLaren like as a whole point of view I can see the appeal of it yeah and I think that those are fair points too um I think that the whole scoring potentially scoring points at Monaco thing isn't really as it's it's not as big of a deal as I think people are making it out to be just because, obviously, McLaren being with Honda, you know, scoring one championship point in the long run isn't really going to make much of a dent in they terms of finances. They haven't proven so far that they can even finish a race. So. That's, that's very true. <laughs> I don't think Fernando <laughs> owes them anything. The, yeah, nope. the, the, potential, the potential, you know, um, not revenue, but kind of eyeballs on this situation from, you know, him going to Indy. Versus, oh, maybe my engine will die at Monaco, but I'll be at Monaco. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the benefits definitely outweigh the, you know, the risks they're taking in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, McLaren scoring a point isn't the same as, like, Sauber scoring a point, like, right. in terms of Finances. that bold. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm definitely thinking is more likely at this stage. Like, I am definitely sure Sauber are going to score points before McLaren at this rate. But... It almost happened today. <laughs> Dude, yeah. It did, yeah. Barreline was 11th. Yeah. It's pretty good. Good lord, McLaren. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> um, from the IndyCar side of things, uh, having Alonso in the in the race is massive. Like, it's so good of Stefan Wilson to just kind of oh, yeah. like set his seat aside for one year for the good of everybody. Because um, I feel like you know people who already watch F one in the states, there's a lot of people that don't watch IndyCar, um, and this might you know draw a few people from our side of the pond. Um, into watching IndyCar a little more. 
Um, I saw cool. something on Twitter too where they were listing like the followers for all the different Twitter accounts. And like mm-hmm. Alonzo had more followers than like Mario Andretti, all the Penske drivers, all the other Andretti drivers, like all combined. That's how yeah. big he is coming into yeah. it. And it's just it's yeah. really cool. <laughs> I mean he's he's a global, you know, a global brand. A global human brand, Fernando Alonso. <laughs> uh, while, you know, obviously Mario Andretti's a big deal, but his, you know, his career wasn't in the time of social media. So mm-hmm. That makes sense. I don't know. It's really cool. It's really good for IndyCar. I'm super happy. It's also really funny to go on the driver page and have the little Sunoco rookie <laughs> sign next to his name, like Sunoco IndyCar yeah. rookie Fernando Alonso. Yeah, for I'm a... making I'm making a flag for him to take to Indianapolis, and I think I want to put rookie on there somewhere. Yeah. Because it's oh my so god! Just, just put put a star next to his name, and then down in the corner, <laughs> right, like star rookie. Yes. Oh my god! That has oh to my happen. God. Can you turn? Um, Sorry, can you turn the R of rookie into a five and make it five hundred key? Would that look (gasps) right? (laughs) Man, (laughs) I like it. I like all of these ideas. Like I'm just so So excited. I oh man, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thinking too about like. First of all, on the driver page, he's lined up next to Ed Carpenter and Gabby Chavez. (laughs) Like. Imagine imagine being Gabby Chavez and like going on that page and like your name is listed next to your hero who's a rookie and you're not. <laughs> yeah. Just the field is so diverse and there are so many yeah. storylines. Yeah. People are getting their mm-hmm. first IndyCar ride like and people like Alonzo. I don't know, it's just so cool. I do have so a question. Oh my god. It's going to be so much fun. I I want to ask you something. Yes. If Fernando wins, do you think oh that would be good for IndyCar? Or would it make people be like, well, it looks like anyone can show up and win the Indy 500? Ah, uh, yeah, that's... I don't know. I, I I worry. I think it would depend on the manner in which he did it. Yeah. Because if he does it on fuel strategy, like Rossi did last year, mm-hmm. um, I do I think that would be okay for the series and it wouldn't be like, oh, anyone can show up and win because it's very obvious that, you know, the strategy blatantly played a big role. Yeah. But, yeah, I I don't know. I think it would mean more for Fernando than it would for Like, it would solidify him as a great and be so impressive if he could do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I, I would hope that the focus would be on him being amazing and legendary and you know, an all-time great rather than, oh, anyone can come and do this. Mm-hmm. Especially because that's not the case. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I don't know. I'm super excited to see how he does. Like, I, I I can't wait for that first practice where he gets in the car and is like, oh, no, here's the turn three wall. <laughs> yeah. Look out. With, like, I want him to experience that wind off the back straight. Like, like Graham Rahal is always whining about it. I want him to experience it. <laughs> But, yeah, yeah. Um, Another thing that I saw brought up on Twitter about this was um, kind of the idea of people saying that uh, F1 is struggling to gain a foothold in the States, and that's kind of always been a thing Mm -hmm. the last, you know, couple of decades. Uh, And whether this was like, oh, well, Fernando Alonso coming over will solidify F1 as a thing in the United States, blah, blah, blah. Um, Do you think that... I feel like people undervalue the, the the fact that we already have open wheel racing here. Yeah. You know, like, IndyCar has its own, like, really storied history, and people tend to just kind of ignore that when talking about F1 trying to gain a foothold here. I mean, it's the 101 running of the race. Like, there's right. so much yeah. history in IndyCar already, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been reading this book that's um, all about the early years of the 500 and how absurd it was, and, uh... Yeah, I mean, it starts in 1909, I want to say. Like, it's... We have we have a very long, lengthy history here, and yeah, people just tend to ignore it. So I feel like this is the perfect kind of thing where you're seeing it all work together, and you're seeing all of the history get acknowledged uh, while also bringing an F1, you know, aspect to the mix. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I hope it'll be good for everybody involved. That's obviously the goal. Yeah. <laughs> So. I don't think it's going to solve the problem, but it no, might help. No. Yeah, it might be a step. Um, 
I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm just so, I'm, everything about this is, gonna, I'm just thinking about like autograph day. Because they do the, le- they do the legends day on the Saturday and they line everyone up. Um, you're at a table with the two other people you're starting on that row with. Like, who's who? going to sit with Alonzo? Who's going to sit with Alonzo? Because I feel real bad for them because everyone's going to line up for Nando and just ignore those two drivers. Unless it's like Joseph and, you know, other, you know super popular drivers. What if it's yeah. Helio? What if Helio and, and Nando sit together and, like, that line will be down the block. <laughs> cool kids' table. I, just, I can't wait to see all of this. Like, this is going to be hilarious. Apparently, he's going to be at Barber this weekend, too. Yeah, I saw that. Just to, I guess, kind of get a feel for the, you know, the series. So, let's, let's, I hope we get pictures. I'm not sure <laughs> we will. I love it. I love it so much. <clears throat> so, anyway... Bahrain. Let's talk about Bahrain. Yeah. It was a good race. It was a good race. Yeah. Um, we had Bodice get his first pole. Yes! Oh, I, I literally hurt my throat screaming <laughs> at the oh TV, which I haven't done with Formula One for so long. And I was just like, because, I mean, it looked good. And then I thought, well, you know, Lewis is going to do Lewis and, you know, he'll bust out another two tenths or whatever. And then when it cut to when uh, Valtteri re-got pole position and then Lewis was on his last lap and I just saw he was two tenths down. I was just like, what? Just like, Wait. it's it's finally happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, that was incredible. Um, he had a really, really, really good lap. And, he did. You know, the Ferraris were not super close no that so that really annoyed you know, me everyone, <laughs> yeah yeah and everyone was just like oh i guess here we go again yeah mercedes 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 they really um, do have like another qualifying mode that just punches yeah. it up like an extra half a second but they lose it in race pace yeah which mm-hmm. i mean that's kind of interesting yeah it's interesting that ferrari seemed to be able to Plus, I think they did say that Ferrari had more set their cars up for the race rather than qualifying, so Mm -hmm. that was also why there was a bit of a difference. Oh, that's interesting. It's kind of weird that they can't do both. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, whatever works. Yeah. (laughs) I would also (laughs) argue that this race was won and lost and that Ferrari nailed its pit stops. Like, fast, clean, beautiful. Mercedes pit stops and, and strategy was a bit of a trash fire. Yeah. It really was. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird that, you know, this year they've kind of, you know, dropped the they're, ball on that. They're not great under pressure. That's the thing. Usually they've just had inter-team pressure, so they've been more focused on the team. And now that they're having, like, an outside influence, they seem to just be dropping the ball a bit. Because, like, last year, man, it was Ferrari who was like, what the hell are you doing, Ferrari, with your pit stops and your strategy all the that's, time? That's and just Ferrari. That's, that's usually Ferrari. Always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's only um, race three. Yeah. yeah, it is only race three, and I I'm glad that you know we've got an interesting battle at this point. Uh, <laughs> I'm really glad Vettel won. I'm yeah. So happy. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, this is gonna be a good time. Um, let's see other stuff from the beginning of the race. Yeah, McLaren. <laughs> Why is it always McLaren? Stoffel Van Dorn didn't even get to start. Nope. Uh, he posted on Twitter himself running on a treadmill. That was so sad. (laughs) Putting on more miles on his feet than he gets to in his car. (laughs) He said something like, oh, what a nice Sunday. What are you all doing? Yeah. Or something like that. (laughs) Poor guy. Um, Bottas apparently had a generator break at his grid grid spot before the race. So he fucked up tire pressures. Yeah. So it kind of Dang. messed up his whole first stint, basically. Yeah, like, oh, God, Mercedes, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, that's annoying. Uh, so, yeah, the first few laps of this race were kind of a mess. Um, in that there was some good overtaking, finally. Uh, I just, I, I, I do remember, like, I don't remember what lap it was. I think it was lap one, where I just suddenly saw a Williams in front of a Ferrari. And I was just like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> just like, how did yeah, this happen? Yeah. Replays, please, because I was just like, I don't understand what's happening right now. But mm-hmm. that was that was nice to see. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Shortly, and, but... and it was the it was the correct Williams too. It was, I, yeah, <laughs> n- not a good yeah. day for for poor old my, Canada. Yeah, not my small Canadian son. Mm-hmm. He's not having a good time. No, 
know. Again. Like, I know. Again. <laughs> my poor maple syrup child. Wasn't his fault. No, oh, it wasn't. My okay. Spanish son fucked up. <laughs> you, he fucked up real bad. Like, <sighs> how dare you? And also, like, all the memes came back out. All the, you know, Lance Stroll is Pastor Maldonado, blah, oh, blah, blah. So you can't bad. do that when it's not his fault. Yeah. And the and, FIA uh, agrees with you. There are penalizing yeah. signs. Three yeah. Yeah. places for the next yes. race. God bless. <sighs> you my can't pain. do that to my small child. <laughs> <laughs> he deserves better. He does. His interview during the race was so oh, sad. Like, he just didn't know what to do. Yeah, there was, like, nothing behind his eyes. He was just, like, <laughs> dead. Welcome dead, to Williams. <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> um, I just I want nice things for him. I would love for him to do well in Canada. Like, can you imagine? Oh, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Especially since he's from Montreal. Mm-hmm. At this point, man, he just needs some luck and to get a finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to see him finish a race at some. At he some needs point. to just wrap his car in bubble wrap or something <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's yeah, just I thought the, people I thought running the into it. The Williams cars were durable. Aren't they supposed to be durable? Or was that the Tara Rosso? Like, no. Either way, it, maybe they were just both too durable that they cancelled each <laughs> other out. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, fine. <laughs> Rude. Uh, so by the time that crash happened, Vettel had already pitted, mm-hmm. which turned out to be good. Yeah. <laughs> that works. <laughs> that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so did Max Verstappen, and then Oof. oh no, Max Verstappen, your brakes died. Yeah. What a, tra- what a tragedy. Yeah. Karma. Yeah. Karma. Yeah. yeah. Talk shit oh, on yeah. Brazil. <laughs> we need. Yeah, that was absolute trash. Yeah. So, yeah. Apparently, he thought Felipe Massa had blocked him during qualifying, which... Um, yeah, during his outlap, not even his fast lap. Yeah, what? Like, son. So he made some really gross comment about, like, well, I can't talk to him because he's from Brazil. Yeah. Which, like, son, what do you even mean by that? Yeah. Like, what? Tony Kanaan then, like, called him out on it. He did. did. He really and Lucas Degrassi did, yeah. <laughs> oh, just man. all the Brazilians on my feed were just like, um, what? Degrassi <laughs> What's happening? Too. Yeah. Excuse you very much, child. Yeah, I wonder if he's gonna apologize for that at some point. I doubt it. Really fucking terrible. <laughs> it was just a gross xenophobic comment. It's one thing yeah. to be mad at something, at yeah. someone for something that happened during a race, but it's another thing to like insult them because of their race or where they're from. Like, that's just gross. Yeah. Yeah. It has yeah. no place. No, and I mean, I feel like it's not the first time he's done something questionable like this, which is so annoying. Like, just mm-hmm. be less of a shithead, please. Yeah. You're, like, 12. <laughs> well, no one's ever gonna call You're him out because he's the golden child. You're not even the golden child. on the grid anymore. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah seriously. Yeah. <laughs> be better. Be Maybe better that's race. why he's upset, like, he's not the baby anymore, so he's just, like, he has <laughs> he to lash out so he gets yeah. attention. He's the middle child. Yeah. The middle child syndrome. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Safety car comes in, or goes out, uh, everyone else pits. Uh, oh, Mercedes had to stack. Double stack, yeah. Lewis. Like, oh man, how do you fuck that up? Yeah, like, it was ugly. Well. It yeah. was real ugly. Lewis also held up Dan, like, very blatantly yeah. when they were coming into the pits and got a five-second time also penalty. Also ugly. What were you son, doing there, son, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I just... Oh. Yeah, so at that point, Vettel took the lead and just ran off into the distance, which, uh, honestly... Honestly, that's fine. I will take that. That's okay. Uh, I mean, they handed the it to him. They did. They did. They you really can't did. just fuck up that badly on a pit stop and no. assume things are going to be okay. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, they also just ruined the tire strategies. Like, yeah, They put Lewis out on a pair of softs when he said he wanted super softs, and they said something about data... Saying yeah, that the softs oh, no, no, no. Be better. These are good. These are good. And he's like, yeah. I don't want those. They're like, no, no, you do. You'll be fine. You'll, you'll be okay. One yeah. day, engineers will learn to listen to the drivers with regards to tires that they're actually driving themselves instead of looking at data and being like, well, the data says that this will be fine. Yeah. She's like, I'm driving this fucking car. <laughs> Please listen to me. <laughs> and it's not like he's a. It's not like he's a newbie driver. No, though, you know doesn't know what the tires are going to feel like while they're dropping off. Like, that's what... I think it was Giovinazzi was talking about how 
uh, he was relying on strategy because he wasn't sure how the tires were going to degrade because he was used to the GP2 tires, which yeah. degrade very differently. Yeah. Which, in a case like that, like, that's fine, but, you know, it's Lewis Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Maybe consider his input. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe he knows what he's talking about. Maybe he knows what he's doing. That said, he did stream, scream through the field pretty he aggressively did. after he yeah. got those tires. Made it interesting for a little bit. I mean, didn't really ever catch Vettel, but it was fun. No. Well, it lasted. Um, the the team orders though. Let's mm. let's discuss. We're the not team so orders. fun. No, I'm not happy that they're doing this at all. Like it's it's not. I understand that you're having a, a fight for the championship within the with another team, which means that you need to change your priorities from when it was your own two drivers fighting yeah. for the top two positions. But um, I just oh I hate team orders so much. I mean, in this regard, like I don't like it, but. Like, Valtteri did end up way behind Lewis by the end of the race. Like, there yes. wasn't a small margin, and, like, it was the right call. It just sucks that they did it. <laughs> yeah, you know? Because, exactly. I mean, what to be fair... What was wrong with Valtteri's pace at the end? He, it's I... not unusual for that to happen. He does sometimes drop off at the end of a race. Um, hmm. So, because that used to happen at Williams as well. Um, but... They talked about know. it a little bit in that article I read about the generator problem uh, during his first stint. And he yeah. complained about pace during the other stints as well, but he wasn't sure yeah. what caused it. He, it's like, it yeah, he said like it was like really things. oversteery and that he was having more trouble with the rears than he'd had like during the weekend. So I think yeah. that also screwed him over a bit. But Had something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's annoying. I, I hope... I hope to God that, like, this isn't a thing we see at every race, though. Yeah. Well, what I don't understand is that, ultimately, I don't think Kimi was ever going to catch either of them. So it technically, from a team point of view, didn't actually matter which way round they were because they'd have still got a 2-3. So they are blatantly prioritizing Lewis over Bottas and they can't just be like, well, you know, we wanted to ensure blah, blah, blah. I mean, I'm not sure. The only they... thing you're ensuring is that Lewis stays close to Sebastian in the yeah. you know, drivers' championship. It doesn't give Valtteri a chance to even be involved in that championship whatsoever. Exactly. And, and at think, race three, you I shouldn't think be Lewis doing that. Lewis could have passed him there at the end. Yeah. He had fresher tires yeah. and was flying. Mm-hmm. So, like, just let him. You let him pass. I mean, I guess right. the risk is that they end up running into each other, and that's bad. Mm. But yeah. like, but it should be it should be a situation like the previous years where you let them fight until they fuck it up and I then agree. you initiate the team yeah. orders. Yeah. You know. You know, have some faith in your drivers to not do that. Right. They're not stupid. Right. <laughs> I um, think they had hope that Lewis could catch Seb and that's why yeah. they had oh, maybe. let him. But he, I mean he wasn't but even close. He didn't end up being so, close at all. No. I don't know. That's kind of annoying. And I think it, it sucks for Valtteri being that it's, like, his first year there and everyone's already like, oh, he doesn't deserve that seat. And then, like, McLaren won't even, like, give him a chance to prove that, like, he's good enough to be there and, like, making him stay back. I, I like, I don't know. I thought that was mm. bad. Yeah, that's annoying. Um, Kimmy, after the race, once again was like, oh, it was the little things, the small things, <laughs> all the small blah, things. Like, all the small things. Kimmy, at one point, do you stop doing this? Like, there's only so many times you can, you know, blame little things about the car and not just take responsibility for just having a shitty race. I had it too happens. much hope in the preseason when he said he liked the car. Mm. I, oh, I should have known we would end up here. I mean, he, I guess he's doing again. better compared to last year. But yeah, still. I, I mean, he did take responsibility because he said that, you know, his qualifying wasn't good and he had a bad start, which he did because, you know, a freaking Williams got past him. But, um, you know, and then he had uh, an electrical issue at the end of the race, which was, I I don't know, in my opinion, that's not a small issue because that's kind of fucking with everything. And you could just hear Dave telling him all these codes to put into the steering wheel. It's just like, (laughs) that's not distracting at all. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, to get, you know, he he did get P4 and he was only two seconds behind Valtteri. So... Right, it's like, yeah... You're still, you know, you've still got both Ferraris in the top four, so I don't know. Yeah, and they're still leading the, or they're back leading the constructors again, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, oh god, this is going to be so interesting. I just, I I hope that this battle continues throughout the season. Same. This isn't a fluke. 
Yeah. I think it will. Yeah. I'd like to think so. I mean, Mercedes, do they really develop the car? Have they, in the past, developed the car a lot throughout a season? They've never really needed to, have they? No, they really haven't. I mean, because they had the pace right away at the start of the season and no one really was able to make up that ground, even despite making developments of their own. So, yeah, I don't know. It'll be but, interesting yeah. to see how things how, how things go. Yeah, and if Red Ferrari Bull can also get in the mix. Oh yeah, true. Uh, Ferrari is currently ahead 102 points to 99. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, 99 problems and Ferrari is all of them. <laughs> Alex, was that you? <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir, it was. How did you know? Wow, I'm I don't know how I guessed that at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very nice. Um, <laughs> other stuff from the race. Felipe did real good, you guys. He did. I'm so happy. Because, like, it was so annoying that we've had, like, two races. And after China, which was, you know, awful, um, everyone was just like, oh, Australia was a fluke. I'm just like, we've had two races. <laughs> Please stop. How can so I'm glad that, yeah, it, it just like, <sighs> we're P6 again. This is where we're at. P6, P7, because we're behind Red Bull. And, you know, we're in front of Force India. Even though we're behind Force India in the points because poor old Lance Stroll is not finishing races. Not <laughs> so finishing races. F- Felipe is having to carry I that mean, team at the moment. But Did anyone really expect Williams to do decent in China in the rain? No. I, I, I always have so much hope that they fix things. I'll never learn. <laughs> I am just perpetually sad. But I don't understand how this can be like year four. Year four? Yeah. And we're still crap in the rain. It's just like, oh my god, fix this. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh, both Force Indias ended up in the points again, which is pretty good. Yeah. One Pink cars for life. Yeah. Um, Esteban Ocon, this is his third straight race scoring points, which I think, yeah, makes him the youngest person ever to do that. Yep, How that's what he, he tweeted. Uh, he's 20, maybe? He's, he's yeah, early he's 20s. Small child. Yep. Little, little bab. <laughs> um, Pascal Verlein, uh definitely proving that he's crapping away his uh, his F1 career. <laughs> with a very good 11th place position. Like, what? I don't understand all of those people that were like, oh, you missed two races and now your career is done. Um, yeah. He was impressive today. Clearly, that's not true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To get he did that car that high in the standings, like, it's a fucking sauber. Like, oh my god. And they had this, like, weird one-stop strategy, too. Mm-hmm. That they made it work that well. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he finished ahead of Kvyat and Jolien, so, you know, those Ugh, are people Julian. in very vastly better cars. Uh, so, you know what? Go, go you. Go Pascal. I'm yeah. gonna come out um, right now and say that I don't think Jolian will be back next year. <laughs> no, <laughs> my dad car. said the same thing <laughs> when we were watching the race. I was just like, I I'm not gonna disagree with you there. <laughs> no, no, um, he's just very, very not good. Uh, Danny <laughs> Danny Brennan on Twitter keeps pointing out that you know every time he and Hulkenberg, you know, go out to do qualifying or do a race or whatever. Uh, Hulkenberg is always like vastly better than Palmer, despite the fact that they have the same equipment. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna work out. Mm-hmm. But um, quietly, Sergio Perez had like a really good race. Yeah. Uh, we barely yeah, saw any just... of it, but. <laughs> no, obviously, no, no. Um, but he gained eleven positions after yep. a really started... crappy qualifying. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He started eighteenth. I uh, finished seventh. Really, really solid. Really good. Yep. Good race from him. Very unbrand. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a lot of DNFs this mm. weekend. McLaren. Like, uh, McLaren. <laughs> McLaren. Sauber. Like the last lap, Fernando. Was just like, I know. No, but I was like, just there's only like two laps. <laughs> just push it. <laughs> That's exactly. Get out and push, push it. The last it. two laps. <laughs> Ridiculous. So yeah. close. Ow, Ow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's so sad. I don't understand. Um, I can't believe Stoffel didn't even start the race. Yeah. That's, just, that's so depressing. I know that happened to Seb last year in Bahrain, but... 
It did. It happened a couple times to people last year, I think. Yeah. Didn't Rogro yeah. not start one in, like, Singapore? Yeah. yeah, but I feel like it's more notable when it's McLaren, because it keeps <laughs> McLaren. being McLaren. McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Y'all. Has McLaren broken down? <laughs> yeah, is that a website yet? Because if it's is, not, yep. someone yeah. needs to do this. It yeah, is. Yeah, it's a website. It is. <laughs> yeah, that would be too easy to uh, not capitalize on. <laughs> so, all right. So that race is over and done with. Um, Sebastian is leading 68 points to Hamilton's 61. Mm-hmm. This is going to be so interesting. Because, oh. you know, that'll flip if they flip the 1-2 next weekend. Mm-hmm. So. I didn't um, hear if, because they're doing testing, aren't they, um, this week at Bahrain. Um, and I know Seb's oh, okay. doing testing, but I don't know if Lewis is, because Lewis doesn't tend to do... I think they are. I think Mercedes test- is. <laughs> Mercedes should be. Yeah, okay. it, it I, think, was, it was... I know Mercedes as a team is, but I don't know about Lewis in general. Hmm. <laughs> well, I think Lewis he might want to. work on his album. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> we have Russia up next. Yep. That's the next race. Um, wasn't that where Valtteri and Kimi had their situation last year? Yeah. It was the year before. Where Valtteri... Because they oh, talked yeah, about it. Yeah. Valtteri punted Kimi off the track. Yeah. That's hilarious. Because they talked about it on the track parade, <laughs> where they, they asked them about it, and then in the very finished way, they were just like, yeah. And just yeah. didn't talk about it. Because, <laughs> you know, why would they? Well, you know, this no race, Bahrain, last year, Valtteri punted <laughs> Lewis. Well, they got into yes, each he did. other. I'm not sure who was yeah. at fault in the very first uh, lap. So they avoided mm-hmm. that this year. They did. Good job. That's good. That was very good. Yep, <laughs> yep. Um, I, uh, oh, once again, the, like, post-race, like, room of whatever uh, before the podium um, did you notice that Valtteri and Lewis were the ones, like, sitting next to each other, like, comparing notes and comparing data, and Vettel was off doing his own thing. Yeah, he was so. just talking to himself, <laughs> talking to yeah. the Ferrari guy. Just oh, like, well, also, did you hear him say Happy Easter over the radio? He did. In Italian? Yep. It was super cute. <laughs> like, I don't want to like him, but I keep finding reasons to enjoy the things he's doing. You just keep doing. gaining more children. <laughs> Damn it. No, he'll, he'll never be my son. Ever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah. So Russia's up next couple weeks. Um, not always the most exciting race. Actually, not ever very exciting at all. Except so you know, new... last year where good old they decided to demote Danny Kvyat for his shenanigans. Yeah. Oh yeah. At yeah. that race. That was that one thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like Russia was also where they had massive problems one year with uh, a crash in the GP two race. Um, so so they ended up like out way after the sun had gone down and it was dangerous oh yeah they ended up cutting the race short i remember that yep how long that was that was two years ago because rossi was in it yeah Hmm? yeah i couldn't i couldn't remember if it started 2014 but it did yeah yep it's only been so this is the fourth year of the race Mm -hmm. so um hopefully we don't see any shenanigans like that this year because that was annoying yeah um but yeah we'll see how that that race goes with these new cars because there's not usually a lot of overtaking. Anymore. No. So. And probably a one-stop race. Bring it. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh, let's switch gears to IndyCar again. <laughs> uh, so we have Barber up next in IndyCar. Uh, Barber Motorsports Park in Alabama. Uh, Fernando Alonso, like we said, will be in attendance. Which, oh man. <laughs> like, what what part of the IndyCar experience do you think is going to shock him the most? Oh. <laughs> the fan interaction, like, maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, the options could be the power steering, the lack of power steering. Yeah. The, the fact that the fans can basically walk right up to you and say hey. <laughs> Uh, the just the attitude of the teammates. Is he going to be able to work with teammates without nonsense? Because he's got five of them. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the other Andretti one? Who's, uh, oh, it's, uh, Harvey. God. Jack, oh, Jack yeah. Harvey. So, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. No Townsend Bell, which is a little sad. I'm really but, sad. Um, I know. <laughs> Mr. Flat Cat McGee, what are, you, what are we going to do without you? <laughs> Because he won't be commentating either, because it's on ABC, not NBC. 
tears. Yeah. Um, sorry, the Blues just scored and I got a notification about it. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, my team is winning that series. It's so good. Uh, yeah, yeah. So his teammates for the 500 will be Ryan Hunter Ray, Alex Rossi, Takuma Sato, and Jack Harvey. Um, I am really interested to see how he and Ryan Hunter Ray work and together. And Marco Andretti. And Marco. Oh, I forgot about Marco. <laughs> and Alex, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I talk about... Prof- it's Oh, man. Marco and Fernando can compare notes about being professional sadness men. <laughs> <laughs> because, <Yes>. dear God. <laughs> That's not good. Real questions, um, though. Will Andretti be able to finish at Barber? Oh, man, I hope so. Long Beach was so bad. Long Beach was so bad. Uh, could I only so. get worse. It could only get better, though, right? Can't get worse. It, yeah, no, it can't get any worse. One would hope that they would have spent these few weeks uh, making tweaks to the engine so that it doesn't blow up again this week. But who knows? Who knows? Um, last year, Barbara was super, super exciting. Um, Simon Pagano won in his bright neon machine. <laughs> Uh, but Graham Rahal, that was when Graham Rahal kind of, like, charged for the lead, was using all of his push-to-passes at the end because his wing was broken, and it looked like he was maybe gonna win, but ran out of push-to-passes, and Pagenaud took the lead again and won after Rahal led for four laps. Um, yeah, it was really good. Barber's always super exciting. Um, it's a beautiful course. I can't wait to see what happens. I want to go there someday. <laughs> uh, it's going to be great. I know. I know. I was going to say, we should uh, predict the podium. Oof. Let's do this. It's going to be real hard because I literally have no idea. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, man, I got to get my like, indie college fantasy league picks mm-hmm. in. And I'm like, I have no idea. I'm going to yeah. go Ryan Hunter-Ray, yeah. Joseph. Yeah. Sebastian Bourdais. <laughs> you just okay. always stick Bourdais in there now. I'm so mad about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably it's jinxing him fair. with how my fantasy picks go. Not very well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Joseph for the win, because he always does well at Barber. He was on the podium last year as well, uh, and I think he won the previous year. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go with Joseph. Ah, I'll go Bourdais too, I guess. <laughs> and And Simon. And Simon. We'll just have a very, Penske. yeah, very Penske podium. I'll go the same Joseph Sebastian Bourdais and for no reason, except I'm optimistic, Spencer Piggott. Dang. Dang. <laughs> From left field. He was pretty impressive. He's, he's been looking good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if... Uh, Ed Carpenter Racing is going to run the 21 yeah. car this weekend. We haven't really heard any updates about J.R. Hildebrand, except that his surgery was successful, which, I mean, who knows? Yeah. But, I can't yeah. imagine they wouldn't want it. Right. But Ed Carpenter is terrible on road courses, so <laughs> I don't know who they're going to put in the car. Zach Beach. <gasps> I'd love to see Zach Beach. Oh, Whispers. I, I mean, Zach he's been Beach. following the field doing the two-seater. So kind of yep. like, do pull a Connor Daly, jump in. Yeah. So as a substitute for an injured I mean, friend. that's that's really, yeah, that's really how Connor got his seat a couple years ago with his bacon car. Um, <laughs> he had been driving the two-seater when Hinch got hurt, so yeah, I mean, it could happen. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, we could also see Gabby Chavez in that car, too. I mean, there's there's a couple of good options in terms of, like, guys that are running a one-off at the at the 500 or just, like, Indy Lights drivers from last year. Whispers. Yeah. Alonzo. Alonzo's gonna be there they throw Alonzo right in that car the only problem is that it's not a Honda (laughs) oh yeah yeah. still it would just be a shame if they didn't have somebody driving it oh yeah yeah no I I I really hope that they do um, because that would be unfortunate I mean obviously Spencer can step in at Phoenix um, Mm -hmm. while Ed drives the 20 but yeah we'll have to see it'll be be interesting Um, alright so that's a good prediction um, we're finally off street courses for a little while, which, thank God, <laughs> they're just too much. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think road gone. courses can be also just as much too much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but at least, fun. at least there's no, like, narrow, 
like I think it's turn turns three and four at St. Pete where like someone always hits and then collects like twelve other mm. other cars. Like you're not gonna see that on a road course. No which, broken water I mean, mains flooding the track. No, no <laughs> broken water mains flooding the track. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. It's gonna be real fun. And then we have Phoenix a couple weeks later, and then we get into Indy. Yeah. Starting to think about May. So. Yep. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty hyped. Uh. Alex, do you want to talk about World Endurance Championship? Because you watched this. Yeah, well, this. I watched a little bit of it, and then I went and looked up stuff online afterwards. <laughs> so, the Toyo- the number eight Toyota one with Sebastian Buemi, because he just wins every race he's in, I guess. <laughs> That's annoying. And, uh, <laughs> and it actually, he took the lead in, like, the last 12 minutes of the six-hour race from oh, shit. the course. Yeah, so this was last... this was six hours of Silverstone, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, six hours oh, of Silverstone. It was the first race of the season, if I'm not wrong. And um, other there's a couple other like Formula E drivers, like Jean Eric Byrne got P9, and Nelson Piquet Jr. was P12. Oh wow. Um, and then in LMP2, the winner of that class <laughs> was the Jackie Chan racing Woo! team car. <laughs> what the which, hell? Uh, so good that's so much I mean, how, do, how does how do you like how does jackie chan sponsor this team or yeah, apparently he like loves motorsports and like loves oh, what the hell? endurance racing so, so i remember he's like, he was at a couple races last year and now hmm. he has his own racing team he's like why not and like patrick <laughs> dempsey can do it yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> oh man yeah. And then um, second in LMP2 was a car with Nico Prost and Bruno Senna driving together. That's, I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really cool. Uh, Sam Bird was there. <laughs> he did things. Yeah, he did things. Um, in the GTE series, the um, Ford Chip Ganassi won that class. Oh, hey. So uh, that's there pretty cool. Wait, is that the car that Poop Durrani was driving? Yeah. Excuse me, Peepo Durrani. <laughs> I was going to say Poop Durrani won. <laughs> um, category. Oh my god. Yeah. Poop Durrani. Yeah, there was one safety car in the race. It was like two-ish hours in, I think, with um, Jose Maria Lopez, who also does Formula E. He was in the lead in the Toyota, which had got pole position. But there was, like, some wetness on the track, and I guess he just sort of slipped off and crashed. Oh, no. And he had to go to the hospital and, like, get checked out, but everyone said he was okay, which is mm-hmm. good. But, yeah. oh, that's a little scary. Yeah, that's really all I know from the race. I didn't watch too much because I was sleeping and also watching <laughs> Formula One. I flipped yeah, on that channel incredible. one time, and it happened to be during the Jose Maria Lopez crash. Oh, really? Okay. I was like, what's the odds? Mm-hmm. But I'm glad he's okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, oh, I didn't realize that Brendan Hartley was driving in this race, too. That's good. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Oh, um, and Alex Lynn, who is not me, got Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your name twin. Yep. Yeah, my name twin. <laughs> the dude, Alex Lynn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Yeah, when, do you know when the next WC race is? Um, A couple weeks, probably. It, it's at Spa. It's six hours of Spa, May fourth. Okay. Oh, no, May fourth through the sixth, like that weekend. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's cool. I might try to watch part of that because I don't know. I keep trying to get into World Endurance Championship because obviously, like, there are so many Formula E guys in it. Yeah. But it's so hard. It's so long. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have six hours to just burn watching race cars. I don't have I six have... hours of attention span. No, that too. No, so. I don't think I ever watch six hours, but it's nice to like put on while you're working on the weekend. That's true. And you yeah, just, like, I have look done up that. And be like, what's going on? Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Sebring with Le Mans. Like, I'll put them on yeah. in the background and just kind of check in from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they'd be fun to do in person. Yeah. 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 So, very cool. We'll keep track of that. Uh, no NASCAR this week because Easter. No, no IndyCar this but week because Easter. Regarding NASCAR. Oh, NASCAR oh, yeah, none this week. But next week is Bristol. It's Bristol, baby. And it's going to be one of the best races of the season. I, I always love Bristol. So. Is, is, is it's Bristol, baby, like a thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a Bristol, baby. It's a short track. It's like a half mile short track. Always lots of 
contact crazy shenanigans cautions. It's fun. <laughs> nice. So if you're going to tune uh, in for NASCAR, that's one of the best races to watch during the season, I think. No, I am. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we'll do the thing. Yeah. Oh, um, and I haven't been on since I went to a NASCAR race. Oh yeah, tell us about ago. this. Oh my god. So, I went Alex to Alex goes to NASCAR. <laughs> exactly. So, I went to the um Xfinity Cup race. So, I went the Friday and Saturday of Fontana, and holy shit, it was so much fun. It was so different, but I had a lot more fun than I thought I was going to. Like, not that I thought I was going to have a bad time, but it was a lot of fun. And um, just the whole environment is so different. Like, everything's so laid back. Everyone has a barbecue, which is great. <laughs> it was just like, everywhere you went, there was barbecues and everything smelled amazing. So I really enjoyed that. And I got to photograph a lot of things, a lot of weird things that I hadn't <laughs> seen before. A lot of tires, because, you know, I have to do that. Yeah. But, like as like from a photographer's perspective like going into something that i knew nothing about and like being able to just take a bunch of pictures was um really different and exciting and i thought i think i got some cool pictures out of it also there was like a lucha libra lucha libre competition going on like in the fan zone i think i took more pictures of that than the stars because it was so cool everything was great (laughs) Do you remember, yeah. did Kyle Larson won the, win the Xfinity yeah. race you went to? Oh my god, yeah, that was so much fun to see. Cause, so I was in the crowd, I knew nothing that was going on, I like, <laughs> knew nothing about NASCAR, and then like any mention of like Joey Logano or Kyle Busch, like, everyone just started <laughs> booing, and I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I guess so. And then, so, like, the last couple laps, I was like, okay, we like Kyle Larson. I get this now. And so, like, I was, like, getting super into it and, like, jumping up and down and screaming. And I was like, I don't know, sure. And then, like, when he won, like, everyone just stood up and was, like, going crazy. And it was, like, I don't know, it was such a cool experience. Like, everyone was, like, on the same page. I've never been to a race where, like, that happened before. See, booing isn't exclusive to F1. (laughs) Yeah. See, the thing is, I have no problem with booing if it's just, like, random crowd nonsense during a race. It's the podium booing that's in See, NASCAR doesn't have podiums. So they do, like, this victory lap where the winner goes around really slow. And I just remember from going to NASCAR races that sometimes, man, if unpopular people win... They will just they get booed them out of the house. <laughs> there was um during like the driver announcements, like before the race, they all like do that lap around, and I heard a bunch of booing. And at first, I wasn't sure who it was for, but now I realize I think that was like when Kyle Busch and Joey Logano were coming around. And everyone was booing. I was like, "Wow, this is great. I love this." <laughs> People <laughs> like, have opinions about things. It's it was like the whole crowd too. That was the funny part. Oh my god, it was great. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Um, Everyone I hates still think... Kyle Busch. It's Why? Crazy. Why though? Because he does things like attack Joey Logano. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> he that's just has a mouth and he owns it. He's extremely opinionated, and it comes yeah. off as whiny. Often, that's what I hear people complain about him: is he's a he's whiny. He's a whiny bitch. Gotcha. <laughs> um. So. Yeah, there's a hockey player like that. Sidney Crosby. Everyone always yells at him for whining, even though he's the best player in the whole league. Uh, he just has opinions, man. Alright? He just has opinions. So I guess Joey Logano's the same way? Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush is the same way. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I, I'm still thinking I might go to a NASCAR race in New Hampshire in a couple months, so I'm gonna need to, like, get a what-to-do guide for you guys at some point. Yeah, yeah. I think it was fun being at the Xfinity race because I didn't see like the monster girls anywhere, oh, yeah. which was nice. Except for like one time when I was in the stands, they were like, "Don't forget to go say hi to the monster girls," and I was like, "How about no? How about <laughs> I will not be doing that." Actually, thanks though. Yeah. Oh, well. Um. All right. So, do we want to move on to the Ask TGG questions? Because we've we've got a couple. Mm-hmm. We've got a few. <laughs> Um, Zoe asks, is Tal Fernando in the car? No. <laughs> Tal Fernando is currently in the wash, I think. Um, He's gotta get cleaned. Yeah. 
He's got to get cleaned. That's He's nice. got to get all all glammed up for Indy. Because we're, we're taking him to Indy. We're, we're definitely we're not going to forget Where him. Where did you get that again? <laughs> okay, so the story of Talon Lando is that um, we were in Canada two years ago. And oh, it was me. It was Elizabeth, my old roommate Josh, my friend Andrea, and myself. And we were walking out of the metro station to the race. And there's this giant souvenir stand in the metro station. That has like a lot of a lot of Ferrari stuff, um, and then a couple of like random Canada things. And they had this towel hanging up there, <laughs> and they were charging eighty dollars for it. What? Yes, eighty dollars for towel Nando. And I was like, oh hell no! But I really want a towel Nando. <laughs> I, I want this. I need this in my life. So I went home, and I went on Amazon, and I found it for twenty five dollars. <laughs> So I bought it, and that's the story of Tal Nando. Now he he like he's been to Austria, like he's been to England, a world been, traveler. Travel. Tal Nando's been everywhere. I'm pretty sure, like yeah, yeah, he made a very uh, significant part of our Austria experience because we he like, did. hung him up on the car for a while. Yep, it was a good time. Yeah, so world traveling Tal Nando is just because of Canada. So yeah, he'll be in the car soon. Um. <laughs> Is the fight for the F1 championship real, or do you think we'll see Mercedes cloud an advantage at truck tracks like Russia and Canada? It's from Mitch. I think at the moment it's real. I don't know, like, mid-season how it's going to look, but I do think that Ferrari is the better-looking car in a race at the moment. Mm-hmm. I-, I think it's good in all the areas it needs to be. Also, I mean, Mercedes are still having issues with the tires and the brakes this year. Yeah. And if I recall correctly, that's always been a major issue for them at Canada specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, mm, yeah, I don't know if they're going to have that much of an advantage at, at tracks like Canada, um, especially where Ferrari are a lot closer than they were in previous years. Yeah, and I mean, so, Seb could have won Canada last year if it wasn't for Ferrari strategy striking again and yeah, seagulls. Hey, which they... they oh, and the seagulls. <laughs> But, I mean, they seem to have the strategy side of that figured out. Possibly. They do. Don't jinx it. <laughs> Knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For now. So far. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just have to hope that there are no seagulls. I anticipate mm. there being shenanigans that probably crop up for both teams. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, for now, title fight is on. Yes. Yeah, I think it'll be easier to predict the, the outcome of the season, too, once we hit, like, the summer break. Mm-hmm. Like, once we've got a good chunk more of the season under our belts. Yeah. So, yeah. For now, I have no idea. But hopefully. Um, on a scale of quickly to literally right now, how bad do you think Alonzo <laughs> wants to be in the Indy 500? <laughs> hmm. So bad. Yeah. I mean... Go back in time and be in it right now <laughs> yeah. so we didn't have to race in Bahrain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. And maybe take Stoffel with him. Yeah, yeah. Andretti could use a seventh car, right? Yeah. It's all good. Um, No, but, like, again, I just, I can't wait to see the reaction after his first day of practice. Like, I just, I cannot wait. It's going to be so amazing. He's going to hurt. He's going to hurt a lot. We're also going to get, like, majestic IndyCar photographer photos of him. Yeah. Because those guys are so good. So, yeah, literally right now, I think, is the answer. <laughs> yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Jess asks, how much maple syrup needs to be sacrificed to let Lent stroll across the finish line? All of it. Literally all of it at this rate. The entirety of Quebec needs to just, like, <laughs> sacrifice a season of maple syrup to the, you know, the race car gods. Yeah. That poor guy. I. Ugh. This time it wasn't his fault. Yeah. No, it wasn't. But, I guess you know, maybe it wasn't last week either. No. It's never his fault. It's bad luck Lance. You know how we have bad luck Connor in IndyCar? It's bad luck Lance in F1. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, yes, anyway. Uh, one more question. Uh, who has the best jaw in motorsports? <laughs> uh, aside from Mark Webber, even though I wasn't going to say Mark Webber anyway. I was going to say, I, that's my vote. Really? Really? Sorry, I'm sorry. I like Mark Webber. I know you don't. But when it comes to the jaw game, I mean, come on. I mean, how do we define best? Like, yeah. best looking? 
or most I think ridiculous. It's subjective. I think it's subjective. most largest. Most well, how largest does anyone biggest. have a jaw like that? Would be Coltard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Connor Daly, man. Yeah, I support that. Yeah, yeah. It's good. I mean, Ryan Hunter Ray has a pretty good jaw as well. True. I'm. I'm just. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, I think that about does it for this week. <laughs> On I that mean, note, yeah, yeah. jaw comment. <laughs> on, the jaw, on that jaw note. On that um, jaw dropping question. <laughs> jaw dropping question. Jesus. No more puns. We're done. <laughs> sorry. I'm not sorry. Actually. You're not sorry. You're never sorry. Uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be back at it next week. Uh, we'll talk about Barber. Talk about some other stuff. It'll be a good time. Um, yeah. So once again, thanks for listening. This has been episode 42 of the Grey Girls. Oh my god. <laughs> the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Yep. Uh, yeah. Catch you next week. Bye.